often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 504. 504. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Sitting in the Slapbox penthouse yet again. Yes. Once again, just killing time. Killing time till July 15th when hopefully I'll get that Adam Jones, Les Paul standard. And uh, then I'll just disappear from the world at that point. Although I'm still going to have to pay for it, so... Guess I'll be working a lot still. <laughs> uh, yes. Can't wait for that day. But hey, I'm recording this... The night that I guess most people uh, die eggs. That I guess that have killed kids. <laughs> Children kills? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say there, but children, that, uh, or I guess maybe hey, maybe adults that don't have children also die eggs. Maybe I should have. I don't know. I don't have any eggs to die. I didn't think about it. I don't like hard-boiled eggs, so there's really no point in me doing that. Maybe I could p- choose other things to die. I'm not sure what I would die. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's the night before Easter, or as I consider it, the. Uh, the day that we celebrate the original zombie, the OG zombie. That's right, Zombie Jesus. As uh, I mean, holy shit, he was the the first zombie that I'm aware of. I mean, he came back to life. He was the the living dead, as it were. Uh, so you know, it's for me, it's just a day to celebrate the living dead and zombies in general. Uh. <laughs> Sadly, though, on uh, Walking Dead, you know, still no zombie brothel. I don't think it's going to happen. They've only got like, uh, what is it, six more episodes or something like that that they're coming back out with later in the year and uh, close it out with. And I'm thinking there's no zombie brothel. I'm thinking they're going to fucking let me down. I've been talking about it for years that uh, there should definitely be <laughs> A zombie brothel at some point. It seems likely that somehow some sick fuck would decide to do this in the zombie apocalypse. I think it's just, you know, a definite. To me, it seems like a no-brainer that uh, that they would find a way to, you know, cut out the teeth of the zombies, maybe cut the hands off, and uh, then let people go to town do fucked up shit to zombies. You know, it's risky. It's risky. You could get turned into a zombie by fucking a zombie, I would imagine. Maybe you'd really want to put a couple of layers on your jimmy. You know, I'm not sure. But some some bastard would do it. Some sick bastard would do it. And uh, it, just saying, if the zombie apocalypse hits, that is not what I'm going to do. I want to point that out. I am not going to be the one starting the zombie brothel. But I'm going to be like, hey, when... When we go to a town, is like me and a group of survivors, and uh, we just happen to show up to a town, and a zombie brothel is there, and be like, "You motherfuckers, look! I told you, sons of bitches! As soon as this shit went down, somebody was gonna do this. You were warned. 
Zombie brothels, man. Uh, which reminds me, I'm still saddened to find out years later that the uh, the pig brothel in Rolla was not a real thing. I thought for sure. <laughs> Damn you, internet. Fooling me. It seemed... It seemed too, be good, too good to be true. Let's be, let's be real. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's it really should be a celebration of all things zombies tomorrow. That should be um, definitely a thing. I, I should, I mean, I think I should watch some old school zombie films. Go with, like, Day of the Dead. I mean, Night of the Living Dead. Something, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, Google search some shit as I'm talking about this. Maybe I should have done this beforehand to see if... Uh, but I'm I'm doing it now. Let's see if there's zombie Easter, and there's not... Apparently, there's not a lot of people celebrating that it's the zombie day. I'm saddened. They really should. They really should. There's some good zombie Easter pictures here. There's, like, an Easter bunny that's, like, part zombie... <laughs> chocolate bunny that's like zombified it's green with red and then it clearly bit the head off another chocolate bunny that's pretty nice I like that I dig it I dig it <laughs> chocolate zombie bunny I hope that's a real thing I think that might be a real thing chocolate zombie bunnies I don't like chocolate so much so I wouldn't be too thrilled about that but I love the fact that they made that it was a uh, a zombie. I hope that's real. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, there's a picture of zombie Jesus. There's a uh, zombie Jesus. You know, freaky. He's got the hands with the holes in it. Um, but again, like, I think that's wrong. It should be the, uh, um, wrists with the holes in it, not the hands. Um, I know it's depicted a lot with his hands, but, if you were to put uh, nails into the hands, I believe uh, the 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 hands wouldn't be strong enough to hold the body up. That would rip right through, from what I understand. I mean, I haven't tried that either. You know, I just want to, <laughs> I have not. I am I am not going to make a uh, zombie brothel. Although I'm fascinated, or that I'm 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 certain that uh, somebody is going to create one. Uh, <laughs> and I I don't have no plans to do so, and I've never uh, you know, uh, put anybody on a on a crucifix there. I've never crucified anyone, and I uh, don't plan on it. But from what I understand, it's better to go through the wrists <laughs> with the nails than the hands to hold the body up. Well, and here's a thing on cinemacords.com it's 10 zombie films for easter it's from old 2014 by old john dickinson uh it's got a nice little picture of easter eggs and the three up front are painted green and then they got zombie faces it's pretty nice pretty nice i dig i dig your style mr dickinson dickinson anywho uh, it says here, we all know that Easter is the Christian holiday which celebrates the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the third day after his crucifixion as described in the New Testament. So as we move into Easter weekend, what better way is there to celebrate Jesus coming back from the dead than checking out a good zombie movie as we tuck into our chocolate eggs? 
so with a cheeky wink and our tongue plantly firmed in our cheek, here are 10 zombie movies that we recommend checking out this Easter weekend. By the time anybody listens to it, it'll be Easter, I guess, or later. But, you know, you can celebrate it any time. The Living Dead. That's how it is. The original Night of the Living Dead in 1968, before the release of George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, zombies were limited to the act of voodoo and were simply walking corpses with dull eyes. This horror classic Romero takes the zombie legend one step further and turns them into flesh-hungry monsters, unleashing them on a group of survivors holding themselves up in an isolated farmhouse in Pennsylvania. Atmospheric, terrifying, and deeply unnerving, this is not only the grandfather of the zombie genre, but it has stood the test of time. Fuck yeah. Romero. Is, uh... I, I'm st- looking at this list. I, I'm, I'm pretty good behind it. Uh, I'm cool with it. I mean, uh, R- Romero's got to be on this list several times, I would imagine. I mean, the guy is the fucking OG when it comes to zombie movies. Number two here is Fido, which I don't remember if I actually saw it or not, but I- I'm aware of Fido. Fido is a 2006 zombie comedy l- directed by Andrew Curry. It stars Carrie Ann Moss, Tim Blake Nelson, and Billy Connolly. It's got to love me some Billy Connolly. Who's also from uh, Boondock Saints. It is, uh, this movie is set in the uh, 1950s-esque alternative universe. I do believe I did see this. Where the dead come back to life and are put to work wearing an electric collar around their necks to keep their hunger at bay. So when a boy strikes up a friendship with the lovable zombie Fido, hilarity and plenty of accidental violence ensues. Serving as a side-splitting satire of the zombie subgenre, Fido was a straight-to-DVD release here in the UK, but don't let that put you off because this is a heartwarming zombie movie. I remember it being okay, but it's been a while. Now, this next one. I fully get behind this one. The sequel is not bad as well. It's a fairly newer zombie movie, at least compared to (laughs) Night of the Living Dead. Um, Only a couple years after Fido here, but Dead Snow. If you haven't seen it, fucking watch this shit. Numero uno, the OG Dead Snow. Dead Snow's Norwegian zombie film directed by Tommy Workola. Following a group of medical students in search of a good time during their Easter vacation, find themselves fighting off Nazi zombies in the mountains of Norway. Starring Charlotte Frogner, Stig Frod Herriksen, and Jenny Skavlen. Dead Snow is a laugh riot and comes with plenty of inventive kills. So if you like your zombie film with equal parts comedy and horror, you are guaranteed to love this film. And I mean, it's fucking Nazi zombies, man. They're killing Nazi zombies. It's a great fucking film. Great fucking film. Dead Snow. Sequels, not bad either. This one I'm not real familiar with. It's called Stalled. It's uh, directed by Christian James. Stalled is our first British zombie movies to grace our list set on Christmas Eve. Uh, the film follows lonely maintenance worker W.C. who takes a moment in the ladies' toilet during an office party to find himself trapped by a horde of hungry zombies. One part Shaun of the Dead, one part Phone Booth, stalled as a quirky zombie movie and will guarantee you ha- to have you crying with laughter. Well, I might have to check that one out. I don't know where the fuck I would find that, but uh, stalled. Oh, <laughs> 
I get the name now after reading that. It's because he's stuck in the toilet stall. Oh, then it's Return of the Living Dead from 1985, directed and written by Dan O'Brannan. Return of the Living Dead popularized the notion of zombies eating brains. A very entertaining black comedy. This movie stars Clue, Gulager, James Karen, and Don Kalfa. Telling the story of the film tells the story of three men and a group of teenagers as they deal with their accidental with the accidental release of a chemical agent that turns the dead into the, a walking ugh, turns the dead into a the walking dead. There's a bit of a typo there. <laughs> it turns them into the walking dead. We'll go with that. Okay, uh, complete with an outstanding soundtrack for popular bands of the time. Return of the Living Dead has since become a cult classic. I know I watched this back in the day, but it's been forever. Honestly, I don't remember a whole lot from it. it is, uh, but then here's Zombieland from 2009. This is a classic. I, you know, I yet, sadly, to watch the sequel. Um, this is directed by Ruben Fleischer. Zombieland is written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Starring Jesse I- Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin as four survivors of the zombie apocalypse in a desperate search for Sanctuary, the four team up to survive the undead. Following in the footsteps of Scream, Zombieland is a self-referencing film packed with plenty of humor and actual squa- scares. Ugh, my tongue is a bit off tonight. I still got a little bit of issues going on. Um, but uh, just keep an eye out for Bill Murray's outstanding cameo. I don't know about this one. This one was kind of all right. Cockneys versus Zombies. So our second British film in our list is director Matthias Hohn's hilarious Cockneys vs. Zombies. After a 17th century tomb is unearthed in a construction site in the east end of London, two construction workers are bitten, which starts a zombie outbreak uh, in the area. So with chaos everywhere, it's down to a bunch of London Cockneys to take down the undead and save the day, starring Harry Treadaway, Rasmus Hardiker, Michelle Ryan, Alan Ford, and Honor Blackman. We cannot recommend this movie enough. I remember it being okay. Okay, obviously this person who made this list is a big fan of the zombie comedy genre, which I'm okay with. But, you know, I like I like the classic zombie movies. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is the next one here. It's, that's what I think of when I think of uh, British zombie movies, zombie comedy British movies. But uh, another solid British zombie comedy. Shaun of the Dead stars Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, Dylan Moran, and uh, Bill Nye. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is the first installment of the now famous Cornetto trilogy and tells the story of Shaun, a man with very little focus on his future as he has to put up with his girlfriend, his parents, and the zombie apocalypse Packed tightly with high-quality movie references, terrific performances, and Edgar Wright's well-known kinetic directing style. It's hard to find anyone who has not seen this movie. And they go on to Deadheads, which is, uh... says, considering the fact that their childhood home was turned into the effects studio for the Evil Dead, it comes as no surprise that Brett and Drew Pierce, a.k.a. the Pierce Brothers, would someday deliver a truly special zombie movie. But surprisingly enough, this is a zombie film that is so endearing and heartfelt that it will leave you smiling by the end, telling the story of Brent and Mike, two coherent zombies who awake during a zombie attack, decide to take a road trip to find one's lost love 
As they begin their cross-country adventure trying to hide the fact that they're both zombies, they are pursued by two agents of a ruthless company with its own agenda. I don't really remember that movie. The name sounds really familiar. But I, it's not... I'm going to have to hit up IMDb here. Look up a little Deadheads. Deadheads. Oh, Jesus. There's a picture of the new Stranger Things season. They all look like they're in their 30s now, which they probably are. It's Stranger Things has been out there for a while. Um, look at this picture. Uh, you know, the artwork looks familiar, but I don't think I ever actually watched this movie. Like, I feel like it was probably on Netflix at some point. And uh, I didn't I didn't uh, get around to that one. It's uh, it looks silly. Like th- this guy is really big <laughs> on the fucking on the zombie comedy. I was feeling the list at first. Now I'm kind of like ah, another fucking zombie comedy. This next one at least isn't. It's the original Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Bringing our list to a close is George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead and the sequel to his 69 film Night of the Living Dead. Romero tells the story of a group of zombie apocalypse survivors who have barricaded themselves inside a shopping mall. Starring David Emge, Ken Forey, Scott Reiniger, and Galen Ross. Dawn is not only a spectacular zombie film, but it also features the amazing special effects work of the motherfucking Tom Savini. Guy that originally worked on Jason Voorhees, man, hell yeah. Uh, we absolutely love this movie as we do as the 2004 remake, but considering the raw power behind this film, we couldn't have a list of zombie films without it. So there you have it, 10 awesome zombie films that come highly recommended. That, uh, I don't know, honorable mentions. Fuck the honorable mentions. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. That's a classic one. I mean, it's, it's like the, if you're like having a wet dream about surviving the zombie apocalypse, you know, one of the places you want to go is a mall, you know. It's like right after Dawn of the Dead. It's so good, you know. If you were going to survive, at least initially, for the first, you know, couple months maybe, a shopping mall would be a good idea. Long term, maybe not, you know. I don't know how much food there's going to be in a shopping mall. But you would think it would be easy to close off entrances and stuff and kind of lock yourself in a mall. Plus, you know, you got a dicks. You probably got a dicks in there. You got big dicks <laughs> shop in most malls, at least in the, in the U.S. here. Around these parts, most malls around here these days have a big dicks. And uh, <laughs> I believe dicks. Sells, uh, you know, guns. Yeah, I, you know, I know, I know. They at least have ma- machetes, machete. You know, get yourself a machete at Dicks, Dicks, and uh, prepare yourself to, uh, you know, uh, chop off some heads of some zombies. But it'd be good times, and uh, the malls aren't what they used to be. And there's very, there's a lot less of them than there once was. You know, the 1980s would have been a great fucking time for a zombie apocalypse to hit and to go hide out at a mall. Be way better, or the 90s even. 90s would have been good. Would have been good. That would have been a time that I spent some times in malls. Well, a little bit in the 80s. The 90s I started spending more. You know, early 2000s. When I was like 18 or so, you know, I started. Let's go to play in a uh, little uh, 
Tech and Tag and stuff. The old mall. Crustwood Mall. The now extinct Crestwood Mall. I think the zombie apocalypse did hit a few malls. There's so many abandoned malls in the U.S. That perhaps there was a zombie outbreak in there and, you know, shit had to be cleaned up. I mean, it'd be a great place to hide that. Just have that uh, zombie apocalypse hit. Be fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Better Call Saul, I believe, is starting this weekend. That's exciting. That is the last, the final season of one Better Call Saul, and I'm going to double-check that. But I believe that is premieres the 18th. So, oh, shit. So, actually, that, that doesn't happen until uh, Monday. Shit. Okay. That's going to happen on Monday. There's... I guess seven episodes from what I'm seeing here. Um, I I love the show. I mean, I'm a, I've said it many a times on this show, but uh, Breaking Bad, my favorite show all time, and uh, Better Call Saul is just like more Breaking Bad, more Breaking Bad. So of course I, I you know I'm a fan. From what I understand, we're gonna see uh, Jesse and Walt come back in this final season. Of Better Call Saul. That'll be nice. I just hope that Brian Cranston leaves the fucking bald cap at home and just shaves it, man. Just shave it, man. Because in El Camino, I love the movie El Camino, but there's a few things that it's it takes me out of it a little bit. One being Jesse Plemons being a little overweight compared to how he looked at the end of Breaking Bad. You know, it's a little like, okay, how did you all of a sudden gain, like, I don't know, 60, 70 pounds. It's it's a little hard to hide. They try to hide it in shots, but you can clearly tell. The guy put on a lot of weight. And then there's <laughs> Brian Cranston's bald cap. Takes me out of it every damn time. I can't help but stare right at the bald cap. It's clearly a bald cap. I mean, I imagine he had other projects going on where he needed hair and such. And also... Had he shaved his head, the public would have been uh, alerted to the fact that, oh, shit, they're filming some Breaking Bad shit. Walter White is back, motherfuckers. You don't see a bald Cranston walking around and not think, holy shit, it's Heisenberg. Which they were able to just sneak that one out without anybody knowing. So, I mean, maybe the bald cat really saved that, but damn it. Damn it, he should have shaved the head. Takes me out every time. Every time. They're like, God damn it. <laughs> Fucking bald cap. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he shaved it for a better call Saul. Or they, I don't know, did a better job with the bald cap. Put a hat on him. Fuck. He had the hat. Although the, I guess the scene in El Camino, that might be before he hit the, like, the Heisenberg shit. Or just, I don't know. Wear a fucking hat, dude. It solves the the problem. Put it over the ball cap. But I guess it was right uh, that scene takes place also when they have the episode where the uh, RV breaks down and it's like after they, they leave there and they hit a diner. So I guess it has to the clothing has to line up with that and I guess maybe he didn't have the hat in that scene. I'd had to go back and really think about it. But God damn it, man. <laughs> the fucking ball cap. 
Ah. Anyway, I'm pretty jacked to see Better Call Saul. I mean, I I like the new characters that they put in there, like Nacho and uh, Rhea Seahorn's character that uh, is uh, Jimmy McGill, or shall I say, one Saul Goodman's love interest. Uh, her name her name on the show uh, eludes me at the moment. Shit. Uh, but holy shit, there's a. Uh, trying to think of other names of the characters here. Um, God damn it. I'm going to have to go back to some IMDB here and look up. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the one uh, cartel guy. Um, I, I see his name. Damn it. Uh, anyway, it is yeah Kim Wexler's Rhea Seahorn's character. And then... Uh, Oh, man, we're going to get some more Gustavo Fring here. Lalo Salamanca. That's right. That, oh, I love me some Lalo. Oh, like all, man, There's so many good people. Of course, you get Hector Salamanca. Again, he's the one. If you're familiar with Breaking Bad, he's the one in the wheelchair That uh, th- with the great episode where Tuco gets killed. And, like, he's just ringing that bell. So good. And, of course, he's there when Gus dies. Fucking... They're uh, ringing the bell to blow up the bomb to kill Gus. That shit was great. He's in, like, two of the greatest episodes of Breaking Bad right there. Bam. That was uh, played by the actor Mark Margolis. Uh, Fucking great. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm excited for that. Lalo. Lalo's really good. And then you got... uh, Michael Mando playing uh, Nacho Varga, which uh, obviously he's not in Breaking Bad. Neither is Lalo. So I'm guessing those two probably died sometime between the most of the events in Breaking or, uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, I'm assuming. They are not in Breaking Bad. And, you know, neither is Kim Wexler. So going to guess that she's probably dead. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the fuck happens there with those characters. These are really strong characters. Come to like them. <laughs> Bad things are most likely going to happen to them. Because <laughs> this is a, a prequel of sorts to Breaking Bad. And, you know, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the older Saul uh, after Breaking Bad. Because, you know, you get a couple of shots of him like that. I assume we're going to get a little bit more of that. I wonder if they're going to have like a good sequence of that and kind of hear about Jesse getting away. Maybe they'll have some shots about that, some kind of, you know, uh, callbacks to El Camino. Or, I don't think Jesse can get a hold of Saul somehow, but uh, I don't know. I get. I would imagine he he's not a fan of Saul's. <laughs> After, uh, you know, the whole uh, events of, uh, I don't know, Walter trying to kill him and all. Sending people out to kill him. And uh, there's, you know, there's probably some bad blood there. Probably some bad blood. I'm I'm really excited, just glad that, you know, but uh, Bob Odenkirk didn't pass away from the heart attack. Yeah, that was, uh, and uh, apparently what really saved him from interviews, a scene with the man. To love me some Bob Odenkirk. Um, but, uh, what saved him 
was becoming an action star when he did the Mr. Nobody, which I still need to watch, damn it. There's just so many things I need to watch, and I have very, very little time to watch stuff. Especially, you know, now that I've got, uh, you know, a little, I'm house poor from, you know, the whole penthouse thing. And uh, bought a car, got a car payment, and I, you know, do silly things like, uh, I don't know, get a credit card to buy a guitar. <laughs> but uh, because of that, I uh, end up working a lot. And uh, that's how I'm going to continue to pay for things is just work a fuck ton of hours. So it kind of, and then I got a lot of other things going on. So uh, watching a lot of stuff is kind of difficult to do. And then half the time, I just end up watching YouTube videos. And I'm still just watching a lot of stuff on Ukraine, to be honest with you. It's uh, been a lot of me watching stuff. Just, you know, I, them uh, destroying the Moskva, the uh, Russian warship the other day. Or just the shit that's uh, the going on in Bucha and everything. Which I guess were a lot of wars. Like, I'll... I've... Uh, paid attention to in the past but this one there's just so much footage unlike so many other wars I mean there's just so much to know every day there's uh this one's hard to miss and I've been to that uh, uh, you know sort of vicinity of the world um I guess has gotten re- some of the reason why I've been more interested in this one and it's you know you can't escape it um but uh, anyway, yeah, <clears throat> the cat is making noises. He's, yep, yeah, he's, uh, damn it. I just fed him right before we started. <laughs> we, this is just me talking here, but uh, I guess me and the cat. Before me and the cat started, I fed him. <laughs> <laughs> and he had like a couple of bites. And then he immediately, like I started coming upstairs to like do the show. And he bolted upstairs like, oh, boy, I got to get on this action. I got to get on this action. And yet here he is. Damn it. See, because there for a couple of weeks, it was working out to where if I just fed him and then immediately started the show, I was good for a little while, which I guess he did leave me alone for a good half an hour here um, <laughs> before he started chiming in with his meows. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Agent Mulder. Thanks for holding out for 30 minutes. Uh, as, uh, I hopefully he doesn't start fucking with the cords. I feel like he might start fucking with the cords here. There might be a moment where I just get bit all of a sudden. He still tends to do that from time to time. I think I'm really letting him know that I don't appreciate it. <laughs> like, he's starting to maybe get the idea. Maybe I don't want to be bit. He has only really broken the skin a, a couple of times. Usually, if he does break the skin, it's usually from clawing me. But, uh, you know, I, I know how to judge now whether or not he's he's going to attack. I, I, have, I can feel it out a lot better. <laughs> when I'm playing video games, it seems to be the worst. Like, if I'm in my video game chair playing on the PC, it doesn't bother me as much. Like, currently right now, I'm in my, my gaming chair. For whatever reason, he won't usually attack me when I'm sitting in this chair. I'll meow like crazy. Won't usually attack me, though. 
sitting on the couch playing the PlayStation, it is on like Donkey Kong. That fucker will. <laughs> I gotta like lean forward. I gotta sit up, lean forward, and uh, like really watch out my peripherals. I gotta you know keep a couple of eyes to the side, wait for him to bite or uh, scratch me. <laughs> if I got the headset on, I'm playing with my my buddy Todd and uh Toddy the body. Uh this really seems to I think he gets jealous because I'm talking to somebody else. I think he can tell right now I'm not actually technically talking to anyone. <laughs> Which is why he's not as mad. <laughs> but uh he gets very jealous of me my attention being towards anything else but him. But well I'll be on the PlayStation man. I I started to where I'll lay down on the couch when I'm playing the PlayStation. And I'll uh I'll let him like lay on my stomach or lay on my chest rather. Which is uh man, I've actually got bruises on my chest now cuz he'll be laying on the back of the couch and he'll jump down from on top and like that front paw cuz he's missing the one front leg. His one front leg that's left will land on me with all of his weight. <laughs> And it, it can f- feel real great right on the chest there. And if I'm not paying attention, I was oh, it'll really hurt. Uh, but if, I'll usually tense up a little bit if I know he's going to jump down. But then he won't always lay down immediately, and all that weight's still on that leg. And it's, man, it's actually leaving marks on me. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> but it's like one way I can assure that he's not going to maybe attack me the whole time, like I'm playing games. But then, like, when I've got the headset on and he's laying on me, he'll start biting the microphone and, like, (laughs) attacking it a bunch. So, like, there's that, you know. But, but, hey, I clean up his shit, you know. I I would hope he would respect that a little bit. And maybe maybe lay off just a hair. (laughs) Just a hair would be nice. One of these days, maybe he'll, he'll be more kind, more kind. Just preferably the I I don't get mind so much every once in a while and you know play play biting a little bit here and there just you know, please stop scratching up the couch so much. It's already destroyed that quite a bit and it's like I don't have the money for another couch. It's it's just gonna look a little shitty <laughs> now because he just destroyed it. I've gotten like I've got th- three or four things with like scratching posts on them for him to scratch. Won't touch him. Won't fucking touch him. He'll lay on the shit. Won't scratch it. And uh, I guess it's just so nice and easy for him to lay down on the couch and fucking tear that up. It's just uh, just what it is. Maybe I should just cover the couch in that rope shit that they have on the, the scratching post. Be like, I guess if uh, you're just going to do this, we'll just cover the whole thing in a <laughs> scratch-resistant thing or something that I can replace every so often. Maybe that would work. I don't know. It's probably costly. Probably costly. Oh, you know, I was going to look up Zombie Brothel on YouTube. I felt, I feel like <laughs> somebody other than me, I'll bet, although I wonder... I Google search this, it just goes back to this po- podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, there is a zombie brothel movie, and I didn't know about it. Holy shit. 
Wow. How did I not know about this? I cannot believe... Oh, this is a video game, perhaps. What is this? Or no? I I can't believe I I did not know about this. How did I how did I not know about this? Oh, it's in production. It's not made yet. This is uh says in production. Saints and Sinners Brothel located in the Nevada desert is having a hell of a time keeping track of their staff and customers. They come up missing or dead once inside and knows why. Later, they come back as zombies, the walking dead, until they can atone for their sins in purgatory. Okay, I'm not, uh... What the fuck? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) the first name in the cast, I'm already like, I'm fucking out. I mean, uh, I'm probably going to have to watch it because it's a zombie brothel movie. But the first name that popped out here to me was Floyd Mayweather Jr. Son of a bitch. And then it's like clown posse's in it. What? Uh, the fucking Floyd Mayweather Jr. Fucking, I fucking can't stand that guy. Can't stand that guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, apparently it's a zombie brothel movie, which I was excited for a second. For a second. And then I saw Floyd Mayweather Jr. is in it. I'm like, that's kind of not cool. There's a zombie brothel's popular videos, TikTok. Is this all about the movie? God damn it. Uh, no, I guess it's just zombie. Hmm. People making zombie videos on TikTok. There's a, <laughs> there's a song called Zombie Prostitute. Oh, let's see these lyrics. Um, where are the lyrics? It said the lyrics were here. I want to see the lyrics, you bastards. This is uh Ariello Voltaire. Zombie prostitute. Where's the lyrics, man? Oh, I got to sign up to see the lyrics. That that's a shame. I was excited, man, to see that there was a zombie brothel movie at least made. Even though The Walking Dead's just not going to do it. I feel like this these people might have just, you know, listened to this podcast and they're like, that's a great idea, <laughs> zombie brothel. I should have done, you know, they should have. Fuck, I should have made that movie a long time ago and not put Floyd Mayweather Jr. in it. <laughs> Obviously, it was a good enough idea to get somebody to go, you know what, we need to make a movie about that. I've been talking about it since Walking Dead started, which is like, what, 2007 or something like that? I don't remember. It's been on forever at this point. Uh, Okay, this is the lyrics to Zombie Prostitute. I was alone, and I needed a date. I was taking a walk past the cemetery gate. Oh, boy. Uh, When I saw a sign that said, for a good time, take a left down at tombstone number eight. Went through the gateway, and I'm pretty sure I saw some eyes peeping out of a sepulture. Sepulture? Uh, I'm obviously, I don't think I'm saying that wrong. I took a step into the tomb of ill repute. That's where I met her, the zombie prostitute. 
I grabbed her left breast, and I'm pretty sure I tore it. I said, go down, but she didn't (laughs) have the stomach for it. Her teeth fell out, and her tongue fell out to boot. But all in all, she was a rotten kind kind of cute. (laughs) While I was tense, it was plain to see a sort of rigor mortis was coming over me. (laughs) I didn't want to see it, but I just had to believe it. I had a stiffy for the stiff in front of me. Now I'm falling apart from my head down to my toes. I don't know which of my organs is next to go. I've been such a sleaze since she gave me the disease. Wouldn't you know, now I'm a zombie gigolo. I took my first client on a date. We took a walk to the cemetery gate. I got under her slip, but then I heard a rip. I pulled it out and I said, baby, keep the tip. Morally, I'm destitute in the tomb of ill repute. She's a rotten kind kind of cute for a zombie prostitute. Well, that's a sweet song. That's a sweet song. That's that's nice. <laughs> okay, I, I I guess I might have to... Let's... Shit. If I can get my computer to work with me here. Uh, hey, pull that up on the old YouTube. See what kind of... I don't know what kind of so- like genre of music this is, but I'm curious now. I'm very curious. As the zombie prostitute... Uh, I'm still just, damn it, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed that somebody's making that movie now with Floyd Mayweather Jr. Somebody had to do it. I knew eventually somebody would connect the dots. Somebody did. And it wasn't me. I didn't, uh, uh, uh hopefully it's just like a cameo, you know, and then he just dies like immediately. And he's all about beating women, although he says in public, you know, he's, like, against that. But, uh, like, he bit, he uh, beat uh, one of his baby's mamas uh, with a car door. I think it was a Porsche. Beat her head in with a door. I hope something like that happens to him, like a woman beats the shit out of him, beats him to death. That'd be great. Um, let's see here. Zombie prostitute. Oh, no, I can't spell. <laughs> Damn it. Prost <laughs> Damn it. Prostitute. Why the hell isn't that finding it? You sons of bitches. Prost. There we go. Fa- oh, there's an animation with a fan animation. Here we go. Let's see what this. Hopefully. Damn it. I hit the button. What is what's going on here? The fan animation. Oh, it's a goddamn commercial. Uh, any day now would be great. Oh, man. Shit. They dropped the price on the Tony Iommi SG, you bastards. I don't have money for that. You fuckers. We'll get to that in a second. Here we go. Zombie prostitute. All right. Uh the the lyrics were interesting. Um the song I'm going to say I'm not a fan of. Uh I respect respect the words, you know, or the uh, the humor behind it. Um yeah, I'm not really feeling the 
Feeling the song itself, man. But I did get distracted by this musician's friend targeted ad because they know I've looked at this thing a lot. They've got a targeted ad for me with the Tony Iommi SG Special Electric. Oh, it's a blemished. Okay, so that's why it's only $1,900. Holy shit. I don't have $1,900. I don't have the three grand that I'm going to be spending on the uh, the Adam Jones one, but holy fuck. It's this blemished. I don't give a fuck about a blemish. That is a beautiful guitar right there. I've wanted an SG forever, too. I don't have an SG. I was getting an SG, like, I mean... Uh, really, really, uh, you know, love me some Tony Iommi, some Black Sabbath, and that is that is something special right there. That is really special. Wow. Although, man, that is nothing compared to the custom shop one. The custom shop one, which is like twenty five grand. Holy fucking shit! That custom shop one. I love what they did with the fretboard. Uh, they put like this polymer over it to make it real smooth and your fingers are just slide across it. I fucking love that because I am not really a fan. I've mentioned before, not a fan of like Rosewood. And uh, the big reason why I don't really care for Rosewood is when you're bending strings and stuff, there's resistance because there's a greeny texture there with the Rosewood and the the strings kind of drag across there when you have like a smoother surface man it's just so much easier to do bends and everything well lead stuff and uh fuck that Tony Iommi cost, uh, custom shop man they did some sweet shit with that one and uh of course with him though he he had to do th- a lot of stuff he had to mod his guitars a lot because he chopped off two of his fingers the the tips of his fingers, like his uh, was the index and middle finger, something or maybe not the index. Maybe it's the middle finger and the pink, pinky. There's two fingertips. He chopped the tips off of, and uh, which really I think influenced his style. Man, uh, he ended up using like thimbles initially, and then he made uh, maybe somebody else make some prosthetics, or maybe he did. But he uses little things on the tips of his fingers to play guitar. Which he said in interviews that he, uh, uh, going back now, that since he had only been playing a guitar for a few years, he's like, I would have just, you know, going back and like, I should have just learned playing it the opposite way. Use the, you know, the strum hand, you know, swap to the uh, playing it right-handed. But I think it would have been a different sound. Like, there's a lot of shit he did because his fingers were like that that uh, I think really gives it that Iomi sound. Like, he had to put light gauge strings on his guitar. He still does to be able to play with those uh, fingers like that. And, uh, you know, he's got that polymer over the fretboard and all that. And, like, he drags. When he hits a lot of notes, he ends up dragging it a little bit because of those fingertip things. And it creates, you know... The Iommi sound. He would have played a lot different, I would imagine, if he would have swapped hands. And it's uh, it's unique, shall we say. I love that uh, Black Sabbath sound, especially those early Sabbath songs. Holy shit. Holy shit. There's a... Uh, 
just looking at that guitar, seeing it's only nineteen hundred bucks, because like there's three. Th- I did think the other day, knowing that I could get an Iomi guitar like immediately. I was like, you know what, you know, do I want the Adam Jones? I could just get this Iomi SG. It's also a Gibson, and I could have it immediately, <laughs> and have to pay, you know, uh, without getting it with a blemish. I'd pay like twenty four hundred, so it's only like six hundred dollars less. Still though, cheaper. Maybe pay slightly less time, but it's not the Adam Jones. You know, I want the Adam Jones, and uh, I really want that guitar. It's just I gotta wait forever. I'd love to have the Iomi SG. You know, if I find some way to pay off that uh, Les Paul rather quickly. You know, maybe I can, maybe I won't. But uh, <laughs> I might consider getting that SG at some point if it's still around for you know not insane prices. Like find one with that oh the nineteen hundred bucks like that's that's not insane. It's you know I'd like it to be a little bit cheaper. Um, like if I didn't get that Les Paul, it'd still be the most expensive gu- uh, guitar I would have purchased. The 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 uh, next one up is the Tom Morello Strat, which I don't remember. I think I paid like twelve or thirteen for that initially, and brand new that one's going for like fifteen or sixteen now. Um, I think mainly because of just the cost of wood and everything has gone kind of through the roof. Eventually, there's it's for uh, sixteen hundred now, which I know I didn't pay sixteen hundred for it. I want to say it was twelve or thirteen hundred when I got it, <clears throat> but yeah, shit, sixteen hundred. I don't know what it'd sell for used. I mean, I'm not gonna get sixteen hundred out of it used, but I would imagine I'd get back what I paid out of it. Which I don't. I don't plan on selling it though. I'm gonna say it is really fun to play that guitar. I don't see me ever wanting to part with that. It is. Uh, it is interesting though. Like it. It's a Mexican Strat, but I guess that's how they kept the price down. Like, uh, had it been an American-made signature series, like shit, it would have been more than <laughs> would have been more than sixteen hundred. It'd be uh, you know, like two, three thousand dollars, I would imagine. But uh, so thankfully, I guess it's made in Mexico. But it's a well-made guitar, man. It's uh, of course my uh, I have a older Mexican Strat that's like twenty years old, and it uh, it's a solid guitar, man. I still. Uh, play around with that one a little bit. I keep it tuned to half step down. Kind of every once in a while, pick it up. But uh, <laughs> it's a little in disrepair. Like the bridge is a little rough. It needs a setup really bad. Intonation, I'm sure, is all out of whack. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully I get that soon. I do say, do have to say, I've been rocking that VH4 pedal now. I guess a couple weeks or whatever now. Man, I, I've never actually had a real, like, overdrive pedal. I uh, When I would get distortion on guitars, I would usually just go by the distortion off the amp and everything. And uh, this VH4 pedal, it's fucking nice. Gives you some nice, nice tone. And, uh, and it really, I mean, gives you the sound of a diesel lamp. So, I mean, I guess it's, but it is like an overdrive pedal, but... It's so wrong now because I got so used to I like you know was cool with the sound the way I had things I had an equalizer pedal which I was using to kick up 
some distortion and shit <laughs> on that little practice amp I've got. Because I'm just using at home this little orange practice amp that's like, I don't know, one watt. <laughs> it was like a $50, $60 thing. It is a tiny little, uh, tiny, tiny little speaker, man. It is, I don't know, one by one. <laughs> it's just, it's it's small speaker. Surprisingly loud for how small it is. But it's nothing like crazy. You can't put a whole lot of distortion or decent distortion. I'm not too crazy about the sound of the distortion on there. So having that VH4 pedal is pretty nice. Now, I can't really seem to rock the VH4 plus the equalizer at the same time. It gets a lot of a lot of excess noise there. There's some it gets pretty noisy. Um maybe if I changed uh the order in which the pedals were, maybe if I put VH4 pedal first before the equalizer. I'm not sure. I haven't really messed around with that. But uh, I'm a I'm a fan of it, which I knew I would be because I watched a lot of videos with the VH4 pedal and I knew already what it sounded like. And I think if uh, if I were to splurge on like anything that uh, would be like a really expensive effects pedal, I might try one of Jack White's. Those get fucking insane. But I, I like the sound of his shit. Like, they got the uh, Bumble Buzz, the third man, Bumble Buzz. Sounds fucking nice. I love it. It's kind of like a fuzz face distortion, but it. I like the sound of it. Well, I, you know, think about it. Like, I did have a distortion pedal before. It was a fuzz wah. It had fuzz face distortion plus the wah. It was a Jimi Hendrix thing. I guess that's close to being like an overdrive pedal, but uh, I haven't had that in years now. But. This this VH4 is something else, and uh, yeah, I'd I'd, oh, I'd love to get the, some of those Jack White ones, but the cheapest one is like three hundred something dollars. Like the Bumble Buzz might be the cheaper one. The plasma coils just it's got a cool sound, but I just love the fact that you can watch electricity in it. <laughs> I don't really need that though, you know. I've got there's no songs I'd be like, you know what? I need some Jack White shit. I don't go around playing a lot of Jack White stuff. I can play a little bit of like uh, a couple of his tunes, but I'm not like playing a lot of Jack White. Nor is there, you know, it might be cool to just kind of dick around with those sounds. I don't think it would be some pedals I would be using a lot. Oh, I don't know. You know, maybe. I I use I use most of my pedals quite a quite a bit, really. Got the flanger, uh, the BF two something like the BF2 or BF3. I don't know, something like that. It's the same one that Adam Jones has. I got it back in the late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. And uh, I got quite a few things. The Digitech Whammy, that one's still fun. That one's still fun. Unfortunately, I've heard Digitech is might be, like, gone, from what I understand. They just might be gone, gone. And, uh... That that's a shame. They put out some fucking some good shit. Uh here's an article on guitar.com. Digitech and Dodd appear to have been dropped by Harmon. But this may, this may not mean that they're gone for good, you know, maybe this just means they parting ways from Harmon, the company that owns them. Which I hope is the case cuz they make some really awesome pedals. 
This article says Digitech and Dot appear to have been taken off Harmon's list of active brands, leading to some to question if the popular effects marks uh, have been discontinued or perhaps sold to another company. Generally, these are popular pedals, man. I would, I would think somebody at least would buy this out. But the Digitech website now lists each of its products, including those from Dodd, as currently not available. Further, Digitech appears to have been taken down from parent company Harman's brand page. Some users discussing the topic on the gear page reported being able to purchase pedals from the site as recently as April 4th. Many have speculated that the marks have been sold to a different company. According to an archived version of the Harman website, Dodd products were still listed and purchasable back in February of 2022. Ryan Bruce, host of the Riffs, Beards, and Gear YouTube channel, discussed the brand's uh, disappearance of Harman website in a video uh, April, on April 12th. Oh, yeah. April 12th. <laughs> oh, I've got a cough drop in my mouth. I think that's kind of what's been causing my, my tongue problems tonight. But anyway, Digitech's offerings have spanned numerous stop boxes, multi-effects units, but the brand is perhaps best known for its pitch shifters, ranging from the whammy, Digitech whammy, all the way, and drop to the ricochet. Like, the the whammy, man, that's all fucking Morello. You hear Tom Morello stuff, man, a lot of that Rage Against the Machine stuff. He's rocking that whammy. Know Your Enemy, um, fucking, I'm trying to think, uh, <laughs> a lot of the stuff. I'm an audio slave, there's, uh, was it like a stone? Yeah, like a stone. He's using that. But there's a lot of fucking Tom Morello. He's rocking that Digitech whammy. Uh, and I'm not a fan, really, but you too, the Edge uses the Digitech. And uh, Jack White, he used the Digitech to drop the sound of his guitar to make it sound like a bass in Seven Nation Army. But uh says, many of Digitech and Dodd's greatest innovations happened while product development was led by Tom Cram. Those included such products as the Whammy 5 Ricochet, MOSFET, Gunslinger, Rubberneck, Analog Delay, Eye Stomp, Bone Shaker, and Carcosa Fuzz. 2018, Cram and his team were laid off after it was decided that Digitech and Dodd would be integrated into the Samsung-owned Harman. Cram, who now uh, runs his own Spiral Electric FX, has shot down rumors of him rejoining Digitech or Dodd in a statement posted to his personal Facebook account. I'm getting a lot of DMs with questions about Digitech Dodd. I don't know what is going on. I haven't spoken to anyone at Samsung since 2018. However, I will say to those predicting a good outcome, you need to push those rosy thoughts right out of your heads. (laughs) Well, that sucks. Those are strong pedals, man. I'm glad I already have the Digitech Whammy. And that was the main one I wanted. (laughs) So... It really, uh, it would really, uh, suck if, uh, I mean, they'll still be around. I'm sure you'll be able to still get used ones around, and there'll probably be clones forever. But, but I mean, it sucks. They make some good shit, man. Maybe the, uh, Digitech stuff. The Dodd stuff, I mean, they got some alright stuff, but I, I haven't really messed around with too much of their shit. But damn. That Digitech whammy. It's fun to play, man. You can drop an octave multiple octaves or you know uh fucking go high usually you go you know there's more options for going higher higher octaves but you know killing in the name of that's probably one of the biggest ones known for uh Tom Morelli using the Digitech whammy there the wham, wham, wham. 
oh, it's good stuff. It's so fun to like just put that pedal on and just <laughs> rock it back and forth just with a note or two. It's it's something great. Good good stuff. Uh, <clears throat> feel like, you know, I'm I'm in Guitar Hero three. <laughs> I think that was the one where Tom Morello was a boss. Oh, I just watched a horror movie that ha- had Robert England in it, sort of. You hear his voice. It's a new one on uh, Netflix. It's uh, Choose or Die. <laughs> it was interesting. It was all right. It wasn't like the greatest horror movie, but it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. There's a uh, computer game called Cursed or something, or Curse, something along those lines. And you either have to choose or you die in real life. It's like an 80s computer game that uh, it's all text. It gives you an option. And then you it <laughs> choose. If you don't choose, you die. And usually something bad happens in whatever choice you choose. And it's uh, Robert England's like the voice of the game. But he's he's not physically in it. It's kind of sad not to see him pop up somewhere in there. They even say he's like one of the characters, is like that's Robert England. <laughs> Says it's his voice, like holy shit, yeah, that is Robert England. But uh, no, no Robert England. It's if you like horror movies, though, it's it's not a bad watch. Not a bad watch. It's a lot better than that damn Texas Chainsaw Massacre they just put out. On Netflix. That was fucking terrible. Fucking terrible, man. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> I preferred that 3D one they put out like years ago where it was just Texas Chainsaw where they dropped the massacre part. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but at least they actually used like footage from like the original. It was kind of cool putting that in there and stuff but like this last one was terrible the chooser dies way better than that it's way better than that like do yourself a favor and maybe don't watch the texas chainsaw massacre one uh i guess i'm about good here is uh i need to clean a litter box there's a certain cat behind me left me a few presents that I'm aware of earlier that, uh, I, you know, I do it at least once a day. And if I don't, it's bad. It's bad news. So I guess as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.